You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Running late. You see that? I almost broke my neck backstage. Don't worry about praying for me. That's fine. I've been all right. Hey, it's Valentine's weekend. Y'all know this? You better. <laughs> Let me help all the guys out. It's, uh, no, it's not Super Bowl Sunday. It's Valentine's weekend. See how that works? Because I know how that goes. So, you know, so make sure you do that. My wife told me something. She's watching right now. Hey. Everybody's watching online. She said, let me help the guys right quick. All right, time out. We're not even talking about nothing but this. This is what we're doing. If the, guy, if the girls tell you not to get that, that's exactly what you should do. Is that 100% right, married men? Y'all know how to, is there anybody here that can help me? Okay, all right. Anyway, so anyway, my wife said, don't give me any roses. Don't give me any flowers. You know, I got carbs two weeks ago. I'm ahead of this thing. You know, I'm going to take her out to eat. And yesterday she said, you know, the roses are very expensive right now. I said, well, that's why I said we weren't getting any flowers. And then she said, well, I don't like carnations. And I said, I thought we weren't getting any flowers. So anyway, honey, I'm going by the, the you know, store on the way home, just letting you know. So we're going to talk about that. We're gonna, uh, this is the one thing we've been wanting to do. I'm not, by the way, it is Super Bowl weekend. Bengals are going to win, right? Okay, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, my goodness. Do you see that guy put $4.5 million on the, uh, the Bengals to win? I can't. Give me $4.5 million. Let me show you something. You know what I'm talking about? It'll be so much fun. We're going to do something. We're going to do we'll call it open heart surgery for like four weeks. It won't be as painful as you think, that kind of thing. We just got to figure out where we are. If that was one of the things that, because uh, there was a question when we talk about the open heart, and this is American Heart Month. Y'all know this. If you don't, just pay attention because it's basically if we don't have a heart, we just can't live. So we're trying to take care of it. And then I'm trying to take care of the spiritual part of that heart. That was the thing that I'm going to do is try to see where we are. If we're really, you know, if you say I have a heart like God or a heart for God, I just thought we'd break that out a little bit and see if it's really true and see what's happening. Because I'm not sure. I think it comes and goes with all of us. And I'll give you a, a heads up on this. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about how to reset this heart. Because I, we, we, I think sometimes we like the one and done, set it and forget it. Uh, no, it doesn't work. That, it just doesn't work that way. This thing's going to have to be worked on. And you'll see why as we get into this. So the thought would be, we know what the heart of God is, and that would be you. So he doesn't think about other things like you do. He doesn't go fishing and just take a break, you know, and have a vacation. Everything that's working and making and things that are happening is using your life, your circumstance, everything that you love and everything you don't love is all working in so that God can move people to Jesus Christ because that's the whole thing. Because God's heart, and I'm going to break that out, it's a relationship for him. It, everything has been done because of us. It's really amazing. Creation's been done for us. I mean, think about this. The apples and the oranges, he made them just the right size so they'd fit in your hand. You ever, I mean, you ever thought about this stuff? So he's, he's thought about us and thought about having a relationship with us. And, of course, everything got messed up 
uh, when sinned, and we know all this, how it happened. But the heart of God is always been you. And so there's some things in his heart, and I thought I'd try to break that out and see how we fit. You know, maybe we need to work on that kind of thing. And so the questions will be as we go through, uh, do you know your heart? Do you know what you love? Why you love it is a good question, that kind of thing. And who do you love? And so I think uh, we look at the heart. I mean, we can, we can, you know, we talked about this, but we kind of like our hearts are messed up. We're born kind of messed up. Or we're just born, you know, it's just amazing what we will fall in love with. You ever, ever notice that? And how we won't listen and we won't take advice. But I'm not talking about that. I'm trying to figure out if we know our heart and what we really love. And is it even close to what God's thinking? Because I think some of us, we get to the part, you know, we want God. We want to be like God. We say this, right? For those of you who want to be like Jesus, want to be like God, you know, having the heart of God and loving the things that God loves, that's very hard. It's very hard to do. I mean, loving people, just straight up trying to love people is very hard to do. There's people in your life you just don't like. You just, I mean, it's just like impossible. I'm glad God loves them because I can't. Isn't it the way it works? So there's some, but you know, some part, somewhere, there might have been a spot where you actually loved them. Just for a moment, something happened. And so that's part of the reset, you know, when you find Jesus Christ. And this is the reason I need to tell you this part, is that when I accepted Jesus Christ, I don't know if you did it, you did it this way or why you did it, but I was thinking maybe I don't want to go to hell. I mean, I thought that was a bad deal. And I thought, well, if I accept Jesus Christ, I'll get to go live in heaven. That's what I want to do. Well, there's a whole lot more to that. And I didn't realize that as I got into this, not just changing my destination, but changing my life. I'm not living my Christian life in heaven. I'm living it out on earth. And so a lot of things change, and I'll tell you about that in just a minute. And it happened for you, but I think we forget the reset button. And we'll see this maybe, you know, maybe next week. So here's kind of what happened. He said, I will give you a new heart because the one you have now, we're not talking about your physical heart, we're talking about your spiritual heart. The one you have now, it just really isn't any good. That's what he's trying to say. What you were born with is just not going to work. He says, so I'm going to give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I remove from you your heart of stone. So he's, he's saying you're born basically with a heart of stone and give you a new heart of flesh. So the heart of stone is I don't really care about you. I don't share, I don't love, it's all mine. That's the heart of stone. You see how that works? And then we work into this thing as parents. We try to, you know, you have to teach kids to like love other kids and to share toys and to share food, except chocolate. That, we never did learn that at our house. And so there's all these things that have to be learned. And I understand that's the behavior, but we can do a behavior without the heart change. So what I'm trying to get into, and this is why we're gonna do a little open heart, is try to figure out, do I really feel that way about people? Do I really feel that way about God? Or I'm just doing a behavior I was taught, is this really a, a big, you know, if I really had a heart change, do I really know Jesus Christ, or am I just doing a behavior that I was taught? I was taught how to go to church. I was taught about God. I was taught about Scripture. But it wasn't until later on that I figured out that I, just, I was just doing a behavior until I met Jesus Christ. And then, then something changed. I have to tell you, you know, when looking at this new heart and a new spirit, see, what happened for me wasn't just a destination change for me. All of a sudden, because of Jesus Christ, I got this heart of flesh, which actually cares. 
You ever notice that? When you accept Jesus Christ, you actually love people. And you don't know why. That's amazing, isn't it? And then you want to share. And you want to give away. And you want people that you didn't care about to know God. Isn't it amazing? But that can go away real soon if you don't know how to reset it. Now, I'm not saying that you don't really care about people. I'm just saying at some point, I mean, you care more about people sometimes than you do others. You ever thought about that? Especially after, maybe after today, you will go to a restaurant and you actually care for an hour. You ever thought about it? Like, how did I get, why do I care? Why did I, what happened? It's because of Jesus Christ. It's not just about the destination. It's about here. Because everything that's happening right now, he's using you to move people to his son, Jesus Christ, because you are the heart of God. I'm the heart of God. Doesn't change, never changes. Everything's working toward that. So what I need you to figure out is what you love, who you love, and why you love it, all that stuff in there, and realizing this heart of stone can be turned to a heart of flesh. And we'll look at some of that. Uh, this, is, this is what happened, and I'm not even, I don't even, not worried about the story right now, okay? I'm not worried about the story. I'm worried about the point, okay? So let me tell you what's happening, because I'm jumping right into this. And so here's what's happening. King, King Saul is no good, we already had this conversation, but just know this. King Saul's no good, and King David's going to come on the scene. But God needs somebody that's like him. Now, that's a strange statement, and I'll tell you why. But now your kingdom must end. He's talking to Saul. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. I'm looking for somebody that's like me. That's just, this is such a strange, I mean, if he's still looking for somebody like him, that's just a strange statement. After his own heart, the Lord has already appointed him to be leader of this people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Saul, you're just not any good as a king. We got to get rid of you. And then he says, but I found somebody that's like me that has the same, this is so strange, guys, listen up, the, the same heart that I have. Now, this is before all that happened. You remember? You know, remember all, so, so let me give you, let me help you real quick. David is a murderer a liar, a thief, adulterer, just on and on and on and on. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little messed up, but when, it, when I think of it that way, it messes up me, my heart a little bit. Like, now how does God love that? How does he like him? Does it not feel that way to you? And I was trying to put these pieces together, and we're going to put them together as we walk into this. So we understand, now, this is what Craig said, okay? Craig's one of the pastors here, if you're watching online. So I'm not taking responsibility for this. He said uh, that everybody in the Bible was a loser that God used. You want me to say that again? Pick out somebody. I, I will go with it. I would think Mary was not. Okay, let's just go with that. But everybody in the Bible, just like, wow. They, David would have never been voted in anywhere in, in the Bible belt. I mean, you understand that, right? Paul wouldn't either. They wouldn't even let these people in. They couldn't even be on the welcome team. I mean, wow, these people are pretty bad. So here we are, God says, there's something, then, we're, then something's not right in when it comes to us and we're thinking this way when it comes to our heart. So God's got, be, God's got something else going on. So let's look at this. So I just kind of broke out what I believe the heart of God would be and just see if you can figure it out. So we got four chambers, and if you pump it on all cylinders, you're doing pretty good. And sometimes one pumps, the other doesn't. It just depends on where we are. Maybe after a wonderful service like today, all four will be pumping. We will see. So here's what happened. So we know truth. 
These are, these are different things that we should be living out, not just know of. So truth is, a lot of you know a lot of truth, but that doesn't mean you're going to do it. I'll give you something like this. God helps those who help themselves. And somebody says, yes, no, it's not in the Bible at all. It came from a movie. And so a lot of you are like, really, is that really what that, yeah, it's really. So I don't think you, you know, you need to know the truth because the truth will set you free. And it's not something you know, it's something you do. I don't know what truth you live out. You live out. And it's not just about what you don't do, it's what you do. Because we can get religious. Well, I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't date girls who do. I mean, I don't know. So we get in that kind of thought, but this is not about what you don't do, it's just what you do. This is what truth is. So we know God is worship Him in spirit and truth. We know belief. You know, what do you believe about God and what do you believe? And here's it. Let me go back to truth real quick. Where do you get your truth, by the way? Social media, Facebook, I mean, CNN, Fox. Where do you get your truth? The reason I stick with the Bible is not because I'm a pastor. The reason I stick with the Bible is because it actually worked. You want to say, I'm not real good at things. If it's not going to work, I just don't want to do it. And so this thing with Jesus Christ actually worked. He changed me from, like, I, I started caring about you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm in the business of still doing this is I actually care about you. It's just amazing. I want people to know Jesus Christ. Where'd that come from? No, I wasn't born with that. It's not a behavior. It's a heart change. And that's what happens. So I've learned how to live out truth. I don't do it all the time. I don't, you know what? I don't love everybody all the time. I give it like 30 seconds a day. How about you? Are we real with this? I don't know. So here we are. Then we have relationships, belief, and generosity. God created generosity. So if you're, if you're, generous, that's part of the, the heart of God, then you must be helping people, you must be giving, you must be doing things. And if I just spoke to you and you're not doing any of that, then you're not pumping on all cylinders. And it's going to be hard. All this is going to be different if you want to be like God and have the heart of God. But this is the biggest thing right here we're going to talk about, relationships, okay? Number one thing, the reason why you were created is because God wanted a relationship with his creation. He, he, likes, he likes you. More than you know. I got people that are not here today because I don't think God likes them. Or they're so bad they can't be here. You don't know what I've done and where I've been. The Bible's full of losers. You should have been one of them. You see what I'm saying? So all this is it's amazing how much he loves. And I think when I say that, it's like a T-shirt to you, isn't it? If I said God loves you, you said, well, I know he does. Well, I'm like, I don't know. You know, well, I've done this. and You'll start listing off all the stuff. And then you can compare yourself to other people. Well, I'm not as bad as them. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not. I didn't do that. So I'm going to mess you up right now. You ready? Everybody needs to lean in. This might be good. I don't know. You might hurt me later. Not sure yet. Y'all need to have a loving heart right now. Because I'm going to show something new. We're going to lean in. And I'm just going to put it up on the screen. I'm going to give it a second. And I want to see what you think. Let your heart just kind of work on this, and you'll kind of find out where you are. You ready? So here we go. Here we go. Uh, we're going to call her the woman with no name. Good. Uh, you've already read it all. Five failed marriages, two children with different fathers, living with a boyfriend now. Sounds like the welcome team, doesn't it? 
I'm, I'm just asking you, I mean, how did, what are you doing? What are you going, what do we do with it? What's your thoughts? We'll, we'll get to the heart of stone in just a minute. But how do we, what do you do with that, you know? And so I have some speculations. I don't have the exact everything that happened to this woman. So I'm going to do some speculation with you. And we're going to walk through this. And we'll look at their marriages. And we'll look at where she is now. And I'm just curious how you think about it and how you feel about it right now. All right, so... I don't know, would you hang out with her? Do you want to smack her? You want to give her some religious stuff? I don't know. You see, this girl has a damaged heart. Do you understand? It's not just a heart of stone, but it has been, it's, been, it's been beat up and chipped on and cracked. But you don't know that. All you see is, all you see is this. Isn't that what we do? We just judge from here, and we don't know her. So let's do her marriages. You want to go through there? See, maybe... You know, and you can judge her based upon you, and you say, well, I'm not that bad. You want to go there? Let's do that. First marriage. Oh, she's married too young. Can't tell nobody anything, can you? Teenagers know everything. Wanted it out of the house. Evidently, somebody was too strict. Somebody didn't love. Somebody did something, but she decided to get out of the house. So the first man she married was abusive, and so she left. Not too bad in our culture. I mean, you know, is, I guess divorce is accepted in our culture. Still in the religious churches, you're still going to hell in some places. So I don't know how it fits with you. I don't know how it fits. We're just going to talk about her so you don't have to talk about you because now you're going to make it about you. Can we stop that and just talk about her for a moment? Okay. So here we go. So she left. Now, problem was in her culture, not completely like our culture, uh, the culture turned against us. Social media went against us. Facebook, everything was talking about how bad she is. No friends, outcast, and divorce. What that meant was nobody's going to help her. You need food, too bad. You need clothing, too bad. This is where she's living. You're now a marked woman, and now you're divorced. <sighs> so who would be willing to marry her? This is out of the blue here. Married a godly man who took her in. Because he obviously had a little bit of a God heart. Obviously, a little bit. Got her off the street, got pregnant. He didn't want children, and she left. And the other thing was, she left him this time. It was kind of her deal. That's kind of what happened. But, you know, who can blame who, right? We don't know. Here we go. Third marriage. She was in the market. They met. Married an older man, a sheep herder. I don't have any, anybody sheep herder. Sheep herder, uh, he wanted a younger wife to help out, and she was. She was out on the street with her first child. She needed a place to go. The man lost his business, and she was forced out and divorced after her third marriage. Back on the street, no friends. Third marriage, I mean, right now, what are we going to do? I'm surprised she hasn't already been stoned in this culture. You understand? Nobody has a heart in this. Of everything that's happening, nobody has a heart. The fourth marriage, she had to get out of town. Uh, but her reputation preceded her, moved in with a man to cook and clean for him, married him, and got pregnant with her second child. Now she's got two children, not just one, two children. A uh, man was also abusive. He drank too much and didn't want the children, forced to move out and divorce. Now she's back on the street again with two children to feed, and nobody cares. Do you understand I just want to know how you feel right now. I don't know how you feel right now. 
We're kind of trying to move away from the heart of stone to the heart of flesh. I don't know yet. Fifth marriage, no money, no security. Met him in town in the market in his late 60s and was like a father figure. He was old-fashioned, and so he wanted to get married. Didn't want her to live with him. Wanted to get married and move in together. He loved the children. It was kind to her, but he died two years into the marriage, out on the street again with two children to feed. You, 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 at some point, if this was a movie, it would get better. Would it not? If, it, if this was a movie, it would get better somewhere. But this isn't a movie. This is a real deal. I'm just wondering what you're thinking. What's happening with you? Well, she's on the street, desperate and alone. A man and he, uh, had his own reputation. He wasn't a good guy. So that usually drank too much. Asked her to come live with him. She had no choice in her mind. Does she have a choice? I don't know. She had no choice in her mind and took her kids because he had an extra room. So now what we going to do? You know? So let's ask, you, let me ask some questions that you've been thinking all along. Will that help? Let's do this. Uh, the heart of stone. Well, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Congratulations. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? You send somebody like this, you hear something like that. Oh, I'm not as bad. Not as bad. <sighs> Feel better about yourself. She needs to get her act together for the kids' sake. True statement. True statement. But how's that going to happen when she has no hope and she has nobody? See what I'm saying? I just think we just kind of, you know, I don't know if we get religious or we just lose our heart. You're going you're gonna to see a love story in just a moment that you cannot believe. You got to stay. Don't you leave me. Stay with me. You don't miss. You watch it online. This is not the time to leave. Hang on. Okay. I'm going to make sure my kids don't play with her. Of course. Play with her kids. Of course. Why? Good question. Why well, wouldn't let you let your kids play with her kids? Mm. Amazing. I don't want her to be a bad influence. I guess that's it. I guess that's what we're talking about, right? She's going to influence my kids to get married five times and live with somebody. I guess that's what's going to happen. You, sometimes I just want to smack somebody. Don't you? Not you. Oh, no, y'all love everybody. I forgot about that. Here we go. Uh, we tend to measure people by their mistakes rather than their heart. Do we not? I'm not as bad as you. God must love me more than you. No, he loves you. You. Uh, he seems to love all the bad people. And he seems to love all the people that nobody wanted. I'm just amazed at this whole thing. I, I'm going to tell you something. This is, this, this is a love story. It's about to happen. Because this guy, this girl is going to meet another man. That's what she needs. That's what you're thinking. She just needs another man. The reason she's living with the guy, five marriages, you know, why would you try? You mean, what's the deal? This is not working out. But she had hope for good marriage. She had a thought and she's seen good marriages, but didn't happen. So let's do this. She's going to be another man. True story. The woman with no name. No name. And the greatest, one of the greatest love stories in the Bible. Now, he had to go to Samaria. Oh, let me tell you who she's going to meet, by the way. She's going to meet Jesus. That's about what's about to happen. True story. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. 
This well thing is interesting. You'll, we'll do some more of that next week. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, uh, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. You ever, you ever, you ever read the scripture, you're like, what does he put, like, what time, why do we care what time of day it is? Oh, you need to care on this one. Because nobody went to the well in the middle of the day unless you were an outcast. And nobody wanted to talk to you. And you didn't want to talk to them. So she went around noon. That's when he was there. When the Samaritan woman came to the draw of water, Jesus saw, uh, said to her, will you give me something to drink? Real quick, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. What does that tell you? He did this by himself, and he did it on purpose. It's not an accident happening. Y'all follow me? You still with me? Watch this thing happen. Oh, you had not seen nothing yet. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. They wouldn't if they wasn't God. That's a different, that's a different ball game on how I love people than you love people. Different ball game. Jesus answered, if he knew the gift of God and who it is asking for a drink, this is so good in a minute, uh, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, woman said, you have nothing to draw with, just like a man. Just like a man. You come all the way out here, you don't have nothing. And you expect me to do it. Just like a man. You think she was irritated? I bet she was. And the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? I don't think it was, where can I get this? I'm like, living water, really? Samaritan, what? You don't have nothing? Ugh. You want to see one of the greatest love stories that happened, that Jesus Christ did for this lady, and he did it for you? You ready? Watch this. Greatest love story. That is amazing. You know, he said, do you think it's an accident that I came all the way out here? I came for you. Would you have gone for her? I mean, I'm just, that's where I'm, that's what I'm trying to open up right here. I'm trying to make sure we understand what we love and who we love and why we love. And, and here's, I'll be honest, I don't understand it at all. I've never seen love like that. And he loved every one of us like that. And we have this thought there, you know, we're going to like, oh, I've done this, I've done that, and there's no way God loves you. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't, I, I don't know if my heart can get to that kind of love, but he loves us that much. I felt a little of it. I remember when um, that first time I accepted Jesus Christ, when I finally said, yes, I want to be like, like you and to feel that kind of love. And he changed my heart from stone to flesh, and I started caring and started living for the first time. It was just, it was just an amazing thing. Just an amazing thing. And he's, he wants to do that for all of us. And he wants you to understand that kind of love. I mean, what a wonderful story on a Valentine's weekend to be able to see God love the people that are unlovely, according to us. According to us. So you have to check your heart. You know, you'll have to just, let's just, just check it. Your past has no bearing on the present. Can, can you imagine if we got this? If we could see people like that and see people like God sees people. That somebody comes to you and starts telling you how bad they are. We don't even care. 
We really don't here at Marathon. Do you understand that? We don't care where you've been and what you've done. All we know that broken hearts can be fixed by Jesus Christ. And our job is to love you. And we don't care what you smell like or what you look like and where you've been. This is just God's stuff. It's amazing. Sin has no bearing how much God loves you. I, I, it baffles me because we get into this religious thought and we think, well, they're such a bad person. How can God? But he does. Jesus died for everyone and everything, everywhere. It's just amazing. You're loved by God even. Your bad behavior can't change that. Wow, if we get that message out. You're, I mean, really, if you could get that. I'm, I'm just so bad. We feel great. You can write half the New Testament with me. It's just an amazing, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've went through this, and I checked my heart, and we're going to check some more next week. We're going to do a little reset. But to understand that God loves us that much, loves you that much. I, would, I will ask this. If, if you would like to know what it's like from goes from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh and accept Jesus Christ in your life and just see what would happen, then I'm going to invite you to do that. Everybody bow your head. So if you would like to accept Jesus Christ right now, just give him a try. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. Change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead for me. I believe you came looking for me. I give you my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer and giving me a heart of flesh. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.